Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Tahir Hamed. I got my co-host here, Steven Vador. How's it going? Uh, marketing coordinator here at Alltech. And also Maurice is the producer, also marketing coordinator. So this week, we are going to be talking about to webinar or not to webinar. And I think webinars are one of those things that are pushed by vendors and they're pushed by you know, a lot of people. And so it begs the question, do webinars actually work or is it just a tangible marketing tactic that people know about and they know they get invited to webinars so they think they have to do it, right? So those are the questions that we wanna ask uh, and answer today. So going back a little bit, um, when I first started at Alltech in marketing and MSP, we tried to do a lot of webinars because it was just one of the things that I knew, right? So we tried doing webinars on cybersecurity. We tried doing webinars on HIPAA. We tried doing webinars on VoIP. We tried doing all of these webinars through basically just like cold emailing people and hoping people signed up for our boring ass webinar. Well, lo and behold, nobody showed up. <laughs> nobody showed up to yeah. these webinars. Shocker, right? And I felt like a bad marketer. I was like, why isn't anybody showing up? I prepared this thing. I created some nice marketing collateral and no one's here. Why is that? So what we did a few years ago is we pivoted to higher value webinars. And I'm gonna kind of pitch this over to Steven to talk about our, mar our webinar process, some of the topics we go after and how to have an effective webinar strategy. Yeah, so when it comes to webinar, at least, I feel like what we figured out is, like Tahir was saying, it's all about the topic. Because you can do everything perfectly after making it, but, I mean, if the topic isn't good, people aren't going to go tune in. Because there's only so much you can do with something super niche, super about something cybersecurity, about a specific product. With those kind of things where it's super in-depth, sometimes people don't want to go to those, especially if there's not a presentation where you're actually showing off the product. If it's just an overview, a lot of people aren't going to take time to go do that, but... We've kind of taken it the other way. Um, Tyler's had that experience where he was working on them originally, and now we've come in to actually make webinars that are specifically about what our customers are interested in, right? So a lot of it's going to be Microsoft 365. I mean, we've done Microsoft 365 trainings to great success. The different individual tools there are great resources. I mean, Microsoft Word, you can do Excel, Outlook, all these things that people are using basically on a daily basis, and you can flush them out, have good one-hour trainings, because there's lots to talk about with these webinar topics. I mean... There's a lot of stuff that people don't know above, like below the surface level of what these tools can do. And yeah. when you talk about these webinars, I mean, people will show up to understand how to use these tools because they're using them all the time anyway. Yeah. So that kind of thing. I mean, QuickBooks, anything dealing with money, basically, like yeah. that's going to do well as well. Yeah, exactly. And and the good thing about tr doing training on Microsoft 365 products, as an example that Stephen used, is it's business to business, right? Like, if you're if you're doing a webinar on Microsoft Teams. There's not a lot of residential people using using Teams. So now you have a list of people that were interested in learning about Teams and you have their email address and you can reach out to them. You can reach out to the company. You can thank them for attending the webinar. You can ask them if they had any feedback or any other things that they'd like to be trained on. You're starting a dialogue with potentially a decision maker um, or at least you have a, a user at a company that's now on your radar. You can invite the decision maker next time. 
So it's just it's just a good way to get people to show up. Now this is very top of the funnel stuff, right? So if you're inviting somebody to an Outlook webinar, or if you're inviting them to a Teams or or QuickBooks or or anything like this, you're 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 just getting them aware of you and you're lead capturing their email. It doesn't mean it's a hot lead. It doesn't mean if that they came to your webinar, they're ready to sh- sign up for managed services, right? Like that's not how it happens. You have now you have them top of the funnel. They've heard about you. They know about you. Now they're interested in getting more value from them. So you keep them on your email drip campaigns. You keep sending them value because emails should be value over selling. That's just the reality of it. You need to be sending value over a long period of time and people will respond, I promise you. So it's top of the funnel. Your goal is to move them down. Now they've been to your webinar. Well, now you can start sending them you know, a cybersecurity review of their network for free. Hey, I'll do an audit. Do you have these things in place? Just go over this checklist with your IT team. Oh, they're not doing all those things? Well, you know us pretty well, right? So, so that's the beauty of these webinars is you don't have to be doing a webinar to directly sell your product, right? You can do a webinar just to just educate them and train them on something and then work them down the funnel to more things that you are going to be more applicable to a sale. Now, there is a kind of a formula we figured out that works with webinars where it's three training webinars, and then the fourth one can be a little salesy, right? And so an example of that is we did three really good training webinars on these different tools that our customers use, and then on the fourth one, we did a VoIP webinar, right? And we targeted our customers that don't have VoIP, and we targeted prospects, now, the reality is, sure, once again, we had a whole lot less people register for this. We only had eight people show up to that webinar. But if someone shows up to a webinar on a service that you're talking about, they're probably interested, right? They yeah. are highly interested. And I think it was like 80% of those prospects closed within like the within that quarter. Wow, yeah. So it's like now you've gotten their attention with these training webinars. You can kind of hit them with, hey, we're also doing this service that you've given them value in the past. Now, again, they know they're going to get value at this webinar. You're not just trying to sell because you've put in the work beforehand. So if they show up to that, that that is about as hot of a lead as you can get from a webinar. They're showing up saying, yeah, I do want to learn about VoIP. They have a need. And so... So that's when you can kind of use webinars to sell. It's either top of the funnel training to get them to know you and start working them into your email drip campaigns and everything else you're doing. And then you can do a more sales webinar on a specific cybersecurity product, on VoIP, on maximizing Microsoft 365 with business premium, whatever it is that you need to add on to, 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 to that training style, it can work for you. Right? And that's what we figured out, and that, that has been working. We consistently do webinars, and they consistently bring clients. Here's a good example. I actually have two good examples of this. We did a, a webinar training on SharePoint, right? Because in our market, people really care about SharePoint. You know, I think it's just maybe because Florida and all the hurricanes, and you know, people need to be able to easily work remote, and obviously the pandemic you know, created that too, but this was, I think, pre-pandemic, or right around that time. We did a training on SharePoint. We did a two-part training. So there's a lot there. We did like a beginner and advanced. Well, an IT director was there for a big company. I'm still talking to him and hoping to get his business one day, but he had a company he was kind of supporting on the side and was like, hey, y'all really know your stuff about this, even though we weren't the ones that did the presentation. We hired a specialist to talk about it. I mean, our teams are specialists, but I would rather just pay someone 100 or 200 bucks to prepare a perfect presentation 
and give it than have one of my engineers spend all that time preparing a presentation, right? Like just hire someone on Upwork or, or, or you know, mainly Upwork who, who you want to use. So he referred us to that client to get them in SharePoint. They're still a client today and they love us, right? So that's an example of like even the people that come to your webinars might not be the one that you close, but you're building that brand and you're you're sh- you're saying look we really know this well and we train our people so you're getting giving them confidence to refer you in another really good example of this is we had a, a coo of a pretty decent sized client that left that client and went to a different company well when he called me to obviously get us to talk to this new company he did not cite our awesome customer service, which we do have awesome, awesome customer service, but you can find that a lot of places. He said, I had never, ever, as long as I've been in business, seen an MSP that actually provides training on the things they sell, not once. So talk about how do you get a unique selling proposition or a differentiator, something as simple as ongoing webinars, once a month, even once a quarter, will make you stand out and will build loyal customers. I can't tell you how much positive feedback we get from customers. It's constant. They're so happy that we do this and they're asking, hey, what's next? And they give me recommendations and suggestions. It's just, it's awesome. And so does it take a lot of time to do? I don't don't wanna say a lot of time, but it takes time, right? Someone needs to schedule the specialist. Someone needs to go through that whole process, which we have a whole checklist. And the first few are going to take longer until yeah. you actually nail down the process. But yeah, I feel like at this point, when you have the process and worked on it a little bit more, I mean, it kind of becomes second nature because you're going to Upwork, you're checking. What we usually do before webinars, we have a few emails sent out. So we do a two-week out, a one-week out, and a day before just to follow up and talk about the webinar. So I mean... There are these little pieces that at first seem like a lot of work to do each individually. And then by the time you get to like the third, fourth webinar, you're kind of just doing them in the background, getting knocked out. And the value really is there because like Tahar is talking about, I mean, it's the credibility you get from having these webinars and actually training your clients. You're not talking to them in a meeting and being like, yeah, we um, know a lot about Office 365. We cover a lot of Microsoft 365. Here's a video from another MSP or just some guy on YouTube who has a lot of like followers. Yeah, it's like, wait a second they did this themselves. Like this is all tech services has made a video about outlook and here it is. They've given it to me like, it's just the credibility about it and like being able to refer to your own things and kind of being a leader in that field. is just really good. So it's worth the effort. That's yeah. all I've known about it. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and we actually have, if you, if you're interested in doing webinars, go to MSP camp.com. Steven has a nice guide that he put together on doing a webinar. How do you market it? What are the steps to take? What do you schedule it out of? Spoiler alert, Microsoft Teams has a wonderful webinar system in it, believe it or not, and it's great. We use it all the time. So it just goes over how do you do this effectively. So just go get that guide. It's totally free, msp-camp.com. If you want to start doing webinars, highly recommend it. But again, you don't want to start with like data backup webinar, right? Just like we talked about. Topics that people care about. Yeah, Yeah, just like like we talked about in the episode of of events. Like I know... (laughs) I know when you start, that's what you want to do. It's like, well, this is what's going to drive a sale, but it actually doesn't because no one shows up. So you want to take the longer approach, right? The long marketing works very well. Trust me, it's what we've done here. It's been very effective. So um, last part on webinars that I kind of want Stephen to jump into is 
what do we do with the webinar after we've had it? And again, this is on the guide that he wrote, but I kind of want him to talk a little bit about that. Yep. So, I mean, we're always preaching like maximize the content that you have. And this is no different with a webinar because, I mean, obviously, so Microsoft Teams has a way to record the webinar. After that, you get the full recording sent to you after you record it. And then from that point, what we do usually is just cut up, get the best bits of content, make sure like we're providing value in those bits. And then we post those to YouTube. We have a certain title based on what we cover in there. We put them on social media. So it's emphasizing that value from the webinar. And you can get a lot of these bits from it. I mean, we've gotten a lot of value from one webinar. You can get a good like eight, 10 valuable clips of like five minutes. You can cut them down to two minutes, three minutes. Like it's really what you need to do with it. But a lot of the times when you have one of these presenters that you're paying 100, 200, like you're saying, they're talking valuable content the entire time. So you kind of have to try to find a bad like segment to cut out basically. So yeah, I think that's one of the lesser known kind of advantages of having webinars. It's the content it gives you just from having one hour long, even 30 minute long webinar. Yeah, exactly. Cause like, again, if you post an hour long webinar on your Facebook, zero people are going to watch that, right? Literally zero people are going to watch an hour long webinar that you post on your Facebook. But if you take out eight, two minute clips that each have their own separate you know, value piece, like for instance, a good example, one I use all the time is SharePoint versus OneDrive. I get that question all the time. I've wrote content on it, I've wrote blogs on it, but here's a nice little two minute video that I got from a webinar that now I've isolated that. We added a nice title, a nice description, a nice thumbnail to let customers know and prospects know, well, what's the difference between SharePoint and OneDrive, right? So it just continues to provide value ongoing outside of just the webinar and getting people to the webinar. Yeah. And, oh, I was going to jump in. I yeah. have one last thought just Absolutely. about like webinar topics. I think a good way to do it, at least the way I look at it is kind of like you want to think about if this was you attending this webinar basically. Mm -hmm. So while it might sound good as a salesperson trying to be like, Oh, data backup, this is a product that we're pushing come to this webinar. And you're thinking, Oh, this is going to convert a sale. Cause you're the one selling the thing. Think about it. Like you were the one going to the webinar. I mean, this is an hour chunk out of your day. You're usually at work and you got to think about, would you take that commitment if you were going to attend the webinar, basically? And a lot of times, at least for me, if I'm hearing just like data backup on a really specific thing that I'm not even a part of yet, then I'm usually not going to. Yeah. If it's something like Outlook, like I've said a few times, I mean, yeah, because I'm logged into Outlook every day. So yeah. I think it's just kind of taking a step back and kind of thinking from the people actually attending your webinar, is this something that I would attend if I was just a attendee. Yeah. yeah. So like we say so much in like all of the content we create in campaigns is try and think like your avatar or your marketing persona or whatever you want to call it. Try and think like that person, right? Would they show up to your webinar? Yes or no. Right. So exactly what Steven said, really think about that. Um, and poll your customers. I polled my customers, Hey, please provide recommendations of what you want next. They'll give you everything they want. And if your customer cares about these trainings and this is what they want, guess what? Your prospects do too, because they're the same avatar in a lot of cases. So pull them, ask them, find out what to do. Don't just think about what you want to do, right? Always think about the person that you are marketing to. And your current customers is the greatest insight into what your prospects care about. So the other thing I want to hit on real quick before we uh, move to the challenge of the week is what Steven said is an hour long. Webinars don't have to be an hour long, right? It's so, it's such a bummer when, you know, we've done hour longs, we've done 30 minute long ones, 
because you don't need an hour always, right? Sometimes topics can be covered in 30 minutes. So think about that too. Just like Steven mentioned, it's like, would you go to an hour? It better be really compelling. Well, at 30 minutes, now you can get away with a little bit more things, right? Yep. And always think about Q&A. I think that's a big point too, if you want to yeah. touch on that. But I mean, yeah. Q&A is going to be a lot of value because you'll be listening to actual clients. Because usually what, I guess we didn't talk about it yet, is that we have these bite-sized ones, but we also have the full recording available for yeah. people to watch, right? I mean, yeah. it's going to be there just so they can get the whole thing. And we're going to leave the Q&A in for that just because customers are going to hear what sometimes current clients or prospects are asking. And a lot of times they'll have the same questions because, I mean, a lot of it is the same avatar, like you said. So yeah, yeah. just leave time for Q&A as well because it can take longer than you expect. Yep, 100%. Awesome. So that is the wrap up of to webinar or not to webinar. And so now we are going to move into the challenge of the week. Test your might. So you're saying we can't actually play the Mortal Kombat theme song? Y'all All right, Steven, it's up to you. Finish him. Challenge of the week. Excellent. All right. So the challenge this week is poll your customers. Send them a poll. Depending on what PSA you have, we use ConnectWise. You can send to all the decision makers an email or a survey. So ask them, hey, we're thinking about doing some webinar and some webinar trainings. What would you like to learn about? I, I guarantee you'll be shocked at how many people respond to that email. Not only enthusiastic that you're doing this, but tons of recommendations and suggestions for your next webinar. All right, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening to another episode of uh, No Shit MSP Marketing, and we'll see you on the next one. Yep. Thank you for listening.